today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Interesting article coming out of tipandsights.com. Two-thirds of Americans believe China should pay reparations for, obviously, the global pandemic that has crippled the world. Uh, we've talked about this for, uh, I remember talking about this in the first stage, the first uh, wave of this um, deadly uh, global pandemic when it was literally ravaging the world and, and brought it to a standing halt. Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, Professor of Political Science, Carleton University, and with us now. Elliot, thanks for the time. Hope you're well. Oh, good afternoon, Scott. You know, it's interesting, Elliot. I remember, and I believe it was you, or you were one of the many, that I asked this question of perhaps during the first few months of this uh, pandemic. But then, obviously, our focus uh, was more paid to uh, getting through this and and trying to come up with a vaccine. Uh, But now we seem to be circling back around to this. Is there as much attention uh, now as there was back then to some sort of reparation here? Well, a few things to say. That particular story, uh, that particular poll, I think we have to tread very carefully when we're... Yeah, this is, not the, this is not the most accurate, is it? Well, at the, 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 uh, the Center for Security Policy, which is the origin of that headline, and, and the poll that goes with it, is rather a well-known ideological and right-wing think tank in Washington. It was anti-Muslim, you know, lots of conspiracy theories talking apparently about Obama might have been secretly a Muslim and that kind of thing. And very early on, we talked about the Wuhan virus. Uh, So uh, you have to read what they're saying carefully because they have completed their own study with somebody else's study. (laughs) Uh, There is a political Harvard study that they... And they acknowledge it, they, they, but, you know, they, they're not hiding it. That says, oh, it looks about the same thing, but it actually isn't about the same thing at all. Their study is the only one that talks about reparations, uh, whereas the political Harvard study, which they say supports them, doesn't even raise that. So, uh, like, all, um, like all articles over a controversial subject, it pays to be very cautious and very careful when you read it. Less about this piece, more about the the actual issue. How yeah. is the world feeling about uh, China and how they have handled COVID nineteen? Yes, I think that's uh, that is kind of the bigger story here is the change in attitude toward China from the start of this uh, of the pandemic, which came to our attention in say March, uh, till now. The the two studies, but uh, let's focus on the, poli- the political Harvard study, does show a rising consensus on the origins or the lab origins theory. And I think that is a big change, and it is kind of big news. Something like 52% of Democrats, 57% of Republicans, and 47% of independents now all uh, apparently say, yes, we, we think that the uh, that this did originate not in a wet market, as was originally claimed, but really was out of a lab. 
Do we, uh, to me, there was two separate stories there from the beginning of this, because remember, everybody was saying that, you know, this came out of a lab, this came out of a lab, and at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody said, whoa, 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 we we don't have proof of that. And and at that time, it was that this was man-made. We've soon uh, since found out that it's not man-made, that it was, in in fact, a a zoonotic virus. Um, So is it leaking from the lab through sloppiness, and they were studying this, and then that's how, uh, I guess, it got to, to the food market? Have we separated that it's not man-made as opposed to uh, something that was just poor security at a lab? Well, the, I'm not sure of the answer to that question because I have not seen convincing enough material on it. What I have been looking at is whether it was um, <laughs> whether it was intentionally released because yeah. that was part of the kind of the implications of the first study that you mentioned. Right. And because it might have been intentionally released, therefore reparations would be essential. The, um, there's no evidence to me that the Chinese uh, government, the, the Communist Party of China, and the, the, you know, the state it represents deliberately released a virus on its own population for whatever reason, to test it. Or, so I, I think that that one is a non-starter. Whether it was man-made, uh, an engineered virus, or, or just a naturally occurring one that they were studying, which is their job. I mean, that's the nature of that virology lab is to study viruses. Uh, that, that, I think, has uh, not become a center of attention. I think one of the interesting things is why more and more people are willing now to accept across party lines that it might indeed have been a leak from that lab, hmm. a lab escape or the origins uh, if you go back to uh, March 2020, something like 28% of the population, according to a Pew study, said, uh, no, uh, you know, that, that's possibly 28% said, yeah, it might be, but everybody else said no. And now we're really uh, into much changed territory, saying, yeah, it just might have, and we think it did, and we now even strongly believe it did, according to uh, some parts of the poll. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, if it was intentional, uh, intentionally leaked out of this lab or, or not, uh, whether it's a lab leak or whether it's a contaminated food chain, does China still owe the world, uh, at the very least, an apology for all of this? What it owes the world is openness and transparency, and that we have not gotten. Yeah. Uh, the... We've talked about this a long time ago, you and I, that they really basically have won the narrative war. The narrative war was uh, from us, uh, from our side of things, saying, you know, you, you, didn't, uh, you didn't tell us when you could have. People who blew the whistle on you disappeared or were dis- disbelieved. There's a, just the anniversary now of the death of the first scientist, the whistleblower, who said, I found something, and he died of COVID. And now he's being viewed uh, uh, sub rosa within China to the degree you can as a hero, but uh, he was basically blacked out by the state. So the state has said, no, we did everything right, uh, the state being the party, of course. We, we released this immediately. We told you what it was, uh, and we've acted above board, whereas lots of concern about the relationship between uh, China and who, the WHO, and what they originally said, and did they cover up? They have not yet let people into the labs. 
Uh, so the, the mystery of the origin uh, remains simply because China was very um, secretive and less than transparent, and then went on to say something else, that we were transparent, that, you know, you can't hold us responsible. We were absolutely responsible. We released the genome. And apparently the Center for Disease Control in the U.S. can't do that. They did release the genome. And then there were reports, I think credible reports, <laughs> that they then, <laughs> they then cyber-hacked into Moderna's labs to see what was being developed as a result of the release of the genome. So the, mm. the whole issue of the nature of that regime, I think, is one reason why the polling numbers we were just talking about, the reversal in attitude that it might just have come out of the lab, really comes down to a reversal in attitude about China itself. And it used to be China, then it was the People's Republic of China, now it's the Communist Party of China, and influence operations and cyber hacking. And we are at 948 days of the two Michaels being in jail yeah. uh, under dubious charges. The attitude toward China since the start of this, or if you want to put it differently, since they incarcerated our people on bogus grounds, the, the image of China has plummeted around the world. We, we have solid polling data on that. And that's one reason, one reason that the uh, lab theory is back uh, in, in focus today. Uh, does China feel it owes the rest of the world anything, or is it just going to continue on the same track? Oh, I think their narrative is the rest of the world owes them, uh, that they behave so well, they developed a vaccine, the vaccine that they developed, they, they gave away generously around the world when nobody else was, that they behaved in an exemplary fashion. And one thing they can claim to their credit, to the degree that statistics can be believed out of their China, is they really have had extraordinary success in bringing under control a pandemic that has swept the world uh, they have far fewer deaths and uh, cases and deaths and you know than Canada. So the um, they can claim, boy, we really know how to do things, and the rest of the world should look at us and emulate us uh, and, and appreciate us as a result. Yes, we're very good at locking people down. Uh, is this about max vaccination or about locking people down? Their success. I think the. Um they acted swiftly and in a way that a democratic society probably can't do. The mass vaccinations probably did make a difference. The, um, uh, they did bring it under control to the degree you can rely on their statistics. And there's always a question on that. So I think, I think the, um, why are we now giving more credence according to these polls to a lab escape, not necessarily, you know, a deliberate release, but a lab escape theory. And I think one reason I've suggested is that China has really come into focus over the last while, and in a way which has led to a lot of suspicion about China. Remember, we also have Hong Kong and the Uyghurs and, mm -hmm. you know, our parliament using the word genocide, so, and, and wolf warrior diplomacy. So their, their reputational hit has been very severe over this time. But we also, Scott, should remember that Joe Biden, the president of the United States, when he came to power, ordered a review on the origins. And if you read his press release, uh, which, which I have, if you read it carefully, he's saying, I called for, I'm calling now for a review of the origins, you know, the whole lab escape theory. Yeah. And he's, by the way, calling it lab escape, uh, not intentional release. 
Uh, he's very clear that he wants to see if there was an escape or whether it came out of the wet markets. And he said, if you watch, if you read him carefully, there is not there's a, a consensus in our intelligence agencies, plural, that it came most likely from wet markets. But there is a split uh, within the intelligence agencies, with two of them apparently saying, "Yo, yeah, we think it came from a market." And one, apparently, at least, saying, well, it might have come from the lab. So mm. he has called for a 90-day urgent review. He did that, I think, on the 26th of May. So the 26th mm. of August, we will have Joe Biden's report on the origins theory. But the fact that Joe Biden, the, pres- the Democratic president, after Donald Trump, the Republican, uh, has come out with this questioning of the origins, probably has a lot to do with the fact that now a majority of Democrats also think possibly or, or, or positively that it did come out of a lab. Elliot Tepper with us, Carleton University. Elliot, as always, thank you so much for the time. Be well. And to you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.